Welcome to Fallout Off the Record, brought to you by Quest Gaming Network. And sponsored in part by Brooms, your source for wood and plastic. Who, who makes these? Who makes these things? No? Nobody? These sponsors get weirder and weirder. Well, welcome one and all to another exciting episode of Fallout Off the Record. I am your host, Rick McVick, and with us tonight, even after I kind of fired her already, somehow she's still here, the host I hate, Shaleen. Heidi, honey, Brunies. I hate you too, Rick. Yeah, I know. We, we both have an equal amount of loathe for each other anyway. So beyond her, uh, tonight's episode is brought to you by TweakedAudio.com, the purveyor of fine earbuds. I don't have them in now. They're at work. Uh, use our code off the record, which is all one word at checkout, to receive 30% off and free shipping worldwide. Uh, we are also sponsored by Audible.com, your number one source for all things audiobooks. Use our link, audibletrial.com slash Network for a free audiobook of your choosing. Uh, Shaleen recommends The Bazaar of Bad Dreams by Stephen King. Short story collection includes a bleak and poignant apocalypse tale. Um, King's first since The Stand. Maybe some of you bookworms would know what that means. Anyway, you can also become a patron of our show by going to patreon.com slash Network. Your one-time donations are also accepted and generally loved by all of us here at QGN Manor. You can donate to QGN by going to questgamingnetwork.com and using our PayPal link. Any donation helps keep the lights on would earn you a shout-out on the show. You can also help us non-financially by sharing us on social media, Twitter, Facebook, wherever, Snapchat, whatever else you guys do nowadays. Anyway, uh, we really like it to see the love on the Twitter because that's where we're most active. Um, so yeah, tonight we have a really cool show for you. It's our first show since the new year. So happy 2016 to all of you out there. Um, and tonight we have a lot to go through so much. In fact, we had to split it up into two episodes. So yeah, we're going to cover some news because a lot happened over the break. Um, I even believe there's some DLC rumor in there, right, Chalene? I didn't include the DLC rumor, but we can talk about it if you want. Okay, yeah. Um, we also have some gameplay from both of us. We spent a lot of the last two weeks playing a, a lot of Fallout 4. Um, we have some lore, which is power armor this evening. We're going to go through kind of the history and how it affected the Great War, and then next week we're going to go over the different models and the Fallout power armor in Fallout 4. And then we have a listener email, and uh, yeah, then our, you know... How to get a hold of us and stuff. So anyway, we're going to go ahead and get started tonight with the news. If you like news, you're going to love our next segment. What happened in the world of Fallout this week, Shaleen? Well, let's start off with discussing that rumor, uh, the DLC rumor. It appears that uh, everybody's thinking that it's going to be some underwater content. What do you think about that? I, I, I heard this too. Now... The only place that I saw it was one of our uh, followers on Twitter had tweeted us about mm-hmm. it. Tweet, tweet. Yeah, I had seen it on several different websites, but I, I didn't include it in our, our news because it is just rumors. Oh, okay. Uh, I, yeah. th- I thought it was actually confirmed. Mm-mm. All right. No. Well, news to me. But, yeah. So that's that's a rumor that maybe it will be underwater DLC, which I think would be cool. I would uh, definitely be up for some more underwater exploration. And... If you remember our episode where we went back and looked at our speculation, I would be totally vindicated. Indeed. I would be. I I think 
think you were anyway. I think it's pretty <laughs> pretty underwater explorery. The whole modding thing has vindicated us as uh, psychics or whatever you want to yeah, fortune tellers. Just give me some gems. Right? I'll tell you what the next. <laughs> 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 You so are, yeah, everybody, just send your Kims to us at Fallout OTR, and we will tell you what the next months to, will be. To us? No, to Shaleen, not me. You. <laughs> you just send me cat meat or whatever. So, do you do much speedrunning, or do you watch a lot of speedruns or anything? No, I'm, I've never been quite um, a fan of those things. Although yeah. I did hear about this next piece of news. I'm not really a player of speedruns myself, but I do like to watch them on YouTube sometimes. And both Fallout 3 and New Vegas have had their speedrun records broken this wow. last two weeks, which it, was pretty cool. Is it by the same person or two different people? Mm -mm, it's different people. The New Vegas has a new, the New Vegas Fallout <laughs> New Vegas has a new speedrun record of that, 20 that... minutes and 47 seconds. What? Yeah. 20 minutes and 47 seconds. Wow. You can check out Kung Cobra. Cobra with a K. Kung Cobra. Kung his channel. Uh, it's an any percentage run, which basically means, you know, just finish the game. Just, you know, get to the credits. Okay. Uh, some speedrunners require, like, the fastest 100% run or the fastest, you know, you have to achieve these goals run. Jeez, the he fastest. He changed the language. Go ahead. No, I was going to say the fastest 100% run. That would be yeah. That's yeah. That would be so, like you have no life territory. No offense. Mm -hmm. That's getting severely close to that line. <laughs> <laughs> they changed the language to Italian because it takes the voice actors less time to get through their dialogue <laughs> than in English. And it's pretty funny, actually, just to hear them, you know, speaking Italian when you're so used to the the typical the typical voices <laughs> and it was actually kind of a dramatic occurrence when this guy got his record because he did a 21 minute and two second run which gained him that record and hours later a user named swags the dog claimed the honors with a 20 minute and 54 second run <laughs> but oh snap kung cobra would not let this stand he took it back with his 20 minute 47 second run so it's very cool. That's insane. I think these guys both used a, a glitch to get it. They would uh, cripple themselves immediately after leaving Doc Mitchell's house. And uh, that speeds up fast travel or something. I don't know. It's pretty interesting to read about. Huh. That, so what do you think the fastest Fallout 3 run is? I have no idea. I would rec I would probably... Probably shorter. Okay. Give me a guess. Give me a number. 18 minutes. 14 minutes and 54 seconds. That's insane. Yeah, That's... Raidu is the guy that did this. And I think we've actually talked about him and his speedrunning before on the show in the earlier know. episodes. I don't know. Um, you would know because you don't pay attention. I, I, I don't. I don't. I. Who are you again? Why are you here? I fired you already. <laughs> um, but yeah, Raidu broke that Fallout 3 speedrun record with a 14 minute 54 second run. I think he used a similar crippling glitch to uh, to get that speed. So that's pretty cool. Well, that is the complete opposite of shooting yourself in the foot. Mm -hmm. So we've alluded to our next piece of news here. That was a good joke. I'm sorry. I missed it. That was a really great pun. Skin red red. It was wasn't cringeworthy, one. so it really wasn't the greatest. I liked it. It was good. Yeah, we, we definitely did allude to this. 
We are psychics. We're psychics. Both there is a Macho Man Randy Savage Deathclaw mod available now. And if you keen listeners and viewers remember our episode about Deathclaws, we went over the fact that there are Savage Deathclaws, and I said somebody should do a Randy Savage mod of Savage Deathclaws, like the, and you pointed out, like the Dragons of Skyrim. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, two, three they weeks have. later, they have. It is. The mod is called Macho Claws. It was built by Aranax AE. I apologize if I mispronounced your username, which I probably did. And it was based on the Fancy Pants Skyrim Randy Savage Dragons mod. That was called Fancy Pants? No, Fancy Pants is the name of the modder who made the Skyrim mod. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. And I forget what the what the dragon mod is, is called. But the video that I saw of this mod in action actually ha- was also running a mod that turned the player character into Hulk Hogan. <laughs> and this fight between Hulk Hogan and this Randy Savage Macho Man Deathclaw that's, was just, it was the best thing that I've ever seen. That's oh, it was a, so good. That that I should go see. I watched the uh, video of like the hundred Brotherhood of Steel guys versus like the thousand Deathclaws or something. Mm-hmm. That was pretty impressive to watch. Uh, I was actually surprised that that was able to be handled so well on a PC and it wasn't all slow. Yeah. So this sounds like it'd be very fun. Did he do it uh, unarmed? Uh, I think it was. I don't really remember. I just remember him running away while... Uh, well, Macho Man was like, you know, oh yeah, it was, it was funny. Oh, did they put the sound clips in there? Oh yeah, <laughs> they both had the sound clips. The, the Hulk Hogan and the Randy Savage, both there. It was great. That's, it was a really funny that's, video. That's awesome. I've got uh, Game Rant, I think, is where I found that video, actually. Okay. So you can check that out yourself later on. Not right now. We're doing the show right now. <laughs> yeah, don't leave the show. I will find <laughs> you. The railroad you is always pick- minding you. Institute, you whatever. can pick up this mod on the Nexus if you are interested in getting it. Nexus. I myself am waiting for the official mod tools to come out before I start modding. You know, I thought about that. If there's no official mod tools, how are they modding? I believe they're using framework based on uh, the Skyrim Skyrim mods. Oh, okay. I wasn't quite sure so how that So this happened. may all break all your stuff if you, if you use mods <laughs> right now. When the official yeah. mod tools are out, everything could be broken. You could break your whole game. Ooh, that is good to note. That is very good to note. So all you would-be modders out there, make sure that you back your yeah. game up and you can switch back to vanilla when those tools come out. Know uh, what you're doing. Yeah. Another, you know, because a uh, guy on Twitter asked me when I thought that the um, mods are going to be available for console, and I think it's safe to say when the modding tools officially come out, I think that's probably around the time. That the, you uh, think they'll launch day and date? or I don't necessarily wait. feel like it's going to be day and date because of just all the troubleshooting that's going to take place. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think you're going to see the tools come out for the PC, obviously, and then probably a rollout. I'm going to guess the Xbox first and then the PC yeah. and so forth. Uh, I mean the PlayStation 4. PS4. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty I agree sh- with you. Yeah, it's probably going to be around then, so don't hold on... Uh, don't hold on to your hopes that they're going to release the same day the creation kit uh, lands. Is that what they're calling it this time? The creation kit? Yes, which yeah. makes me sad. I like that it, I want it to be called the Gek. Yeah, that was pretty cool. But it's a different engine, so what can you say? Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, does that take care of our news this week? That is our news for this week. It is. Okay, so we're going to go ahead and get on to our gameplay of the past few weeks. Yeah! 
Now, as I explained to you all last week, well, actually not last week, sorry, but the week before that, I believe, um, I can't play my main character anymore. I don't think, did I talk about this? I'm pretty sure I did. Anyway. Um, not sure if you talked about it on the show. Maybe you should go over it again. Okay. Long story short, I beat the game. Not very happy with how it ended. Uh, not necessarily the writing of it, just how, um, how I made the character in my mind and how the game ended as opposed to his personality. Didn't enjoy it at all. I can't play that character anymore because I'm too sad about it. So I jumped ship on that one and started a second character. And he basically is role-playing after his own backstory. He's a combat soldier, so rifles and pistols and explosives and that sort of thing. So if you guys remember, I was talking about my gameplay from the last character, and he was a sneaky, silent sniper guy this guy is more focused on going loud so not crouching um and you know not sneaking and that sort of thing you know i'll crouch if i'm in the middle of a firefight as a soldier would do you know you take a knee and you take some cover and you fire so that's kind of the game style that i'm playing now i i've been using mostly the rifle that has the most ammunition and for a while it was the laser rifle with a couple of mods on it but i think now i'm using the the combat rifle i'm using or the assault rifle no, I think it's still the laser. I think it's still the laser rifle. I have a uh, combat rifle that's got a medium range scope. It's kind of like a uh, M14 kind of long range. I love weapon. the combat rifle in this game. I it's, love it so much. It's super effective. Um, not to make a Pokemon joke, but yeah, it's 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 it, it does a lot of damage, pretty good. And I'll tell you what I love in this game. I absolutely adore the assault rifle fully automatic. It is just so satisfying when you have. The uh, I can't remember the perk, but it gives you more damage with automatic weapons. The, yeah, combat or something. Yeah, I can't remember what that perk exactly is. But when you use that along with a fully upgraded assault rifle, there is just it, the way that they have the sound design and the recoil of the weapon and the way it impacts on the on the bodies uh, of your enemies as you blast them to bits is just wonderful. It feels all feels feels good. So with this character, I'm kind of running with the railroad. I've been I took Nick along with me because I focused most of my attention last on my last character with um, Kate. So I took Nick with me, and he's been a joy. Uh, you were right, Shalene. He does recite some Edgar Allan Poe when he comes out of the uh, one building there, Fort, ha- Fort Hagen. I've been doing a lot of the Mila missions and Pam Cash missions. And if you're not familiar with those, they're little radiant quests that you get from the railroad. But the thing is, they feel finite. And that if you think back to Skyrim and you think back to the Thieves Guild and they had those little radiant quests that sent you out to different cities to steal this or pickpocket that or whatever, they had like an unlimited amount of randomized quests. However, with these Mila and Pam Cash missions, there's only a certain amount of locations that that these events can occur. At least it feels like that. I'm assuming it Mm -hmm. is. And I'm really excited to see how the ending of that's going to play out, what that leads to, if it leads to anything at all. Um, but yeah, I just, I really enjoy doing railroad quests because it feels very, um, I don't know what you want to call it, rebellious, I guess you could say. Um, the main railroad missions feel like they're very effective as far as impacting the world at large, you know, capturing this station or helping to escort this, you know, synth out of the area or clearing a path to do this Um those are very, very fun quests. And unfortunately, with my first character, I feel like I didn't really play a lot of the railroad, even though I was railroad-focused. I kind of focused on them in the main quest, and not so much their radiant quest, to see what the uh, faction could fully offer. Now, 
I got to say that I've kind of learned about Paladin Dance's true identity. So the same thing can be said for the Brotherhood of Steel. I'm going to join up with them and do a lot of their quests to kind of milk their resources and blow them up. Um, I so can't wait to talk about Brotherhood of Steel in the, the spoiler cast. Yeah, we I will. I can't wait. We're probably going to do one more spoiler cast uh, as far as story is concerned. Maybe one or two more, depending on if we, you know, do any more alternate endings for ourselves. Um, so yeah, I also did the two detective missions, which I was a little ashamed, like not ashamed. That's the wrong word. I was a little upset that there was only two. I really, yeah, I would have loved to do more of those. Yeah. Like I wikied it and I wanted to see if there were, if there were more because I had accidentally done the gilded grasshopper once before without even getting the folder. And I did the Eric one with this playthrough. And it just, it was like, I want to do more of this stuff because it felt very noir. And the way that, you know, they did Nick's commentary on everything. It was just really, really cool how that all felt. I really want more of those. So maybe if we have like a DLC that's focused on that, or maybe with an update comes more missions. I don't know what they have in mind. It would be really rad if they did more detective missions. Um, I began building a network of settlements again, except this time I'm doing it a little bit more intelligently. My main base is still sanctuary. I don't know why I have the whole like front walled off and like the main gates, like, um, it's protected by like four or five turrets and spotlights and there's guard posts and walkways around the whole thing. So no Raiders really going to get in with, without a big fight. But what I'm doing differently this time is before I would kind of just send um, supply lines out to wherever from wherever, and I'm changing the way that I'm doing that. So what I'm doing is I'm making the Starlight Drive-In my main like market hub, you could say. That's the only settlement that actually has an active radio beacon. You know, if I get those missions where Preston Garvey like hacks through my door with an axe and <laughs> yeah, uh, says like, there's another, there's another settlement. Um you know, if it's one of those quests where you have to activate a radio beacon, I will activate it and turn it off just enough to complete the mission. So that way, all of the people that, you know, come from the Commonwealth go to that one place. I can then, like, fan them out from one central location so I don't have all these, like, random people from different supply lines uh, from, you know, coming from all these different settlements. And I don't know who's where and all that stuff. I've been, like, giving them specific uniforms as well so I know who's new and who's not. Which was oh, that's a, a good idea. Yeah, that was a tip I think we gave in one of our previous episodes. But the Starlight Drive-In is eventually, going to be, is eventually going to be walled off and all of my stalls and marketplace vendors and that sort of thing besides like, um, you know, doctors and that sort of thing are going to be there. It's going to be like my marketplace where all of the supply lines go into and out from and everyone goes to to shop and all of the people go to to be then assigned to other settlements like farms and that sort of thing. So I'm trying to take a little bit more of an organizational approach to the way that I build the settlements. And that was just basically from learning from my past mistakes on my first playthrough, where it was just kind of like putting a radio beacon on every single settlement, not checking them for five hours. And then looking at like Jamaica planes and like, I have 11 people I need to figure out what to do with. And it's super frustrating when you have like, a, <laughs> I, I can't tell you how many times I would fast travel there. And there's just like a row of people just standing in a line that are new. <laughs> and like, they all woke up to me. It's like, they shake my hand like, hi, I'm new here. What do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? And the next person walks up. Hi, I'm new here. What do you want me to do? Um, if, if you're wondering why, why my voice was vibrato, dear listeners, I was acting like I was shaking my hand very, very fast. And actually you probably didn't even see my hands. So that probably looked really strange anyway. So yeah, Jamaica planes. Yeah, that, that fiasco happened a lot. So I'm trying to be a little bit more, um, what's the word I'm looking for? 
Anyway, I'm trying to do it a little bit more organizationally effective. I am really bad at talking efficient? about... Efficient? Is that what efficient, you're for? Intentive. I don't know. The word, like, when someone's trying to do something with an Thoughtfully? intent... No, that's not the word I'm looking for. Let's just forget it. Circumspectly? <laughs> I don't even know now. We're too far <laughs> away from the initial statement for me to even, like, understand what I was going for. But in Sanctuary, I have rebuilt my power armor hanger, hanger and... um. I have like, I don't know, like eight suits already and I'm only like level 23. I, I, I don't know. Um, somebody in the uh, chat room just t- posted uh, their their drug trade is self-sufficient. <laughs> Sounds like you and Shaleen should uh, somehow get together hey, and hey. have your own little. I, I don't deal drugs, Rick. You, you could be Fallout's El Chapo. <laughs> um, I don't even I don't even know what that means. Except for yeah. the chap. I don't know. Um, <laughs> sorry. Chapo, by the way. Chapo? What? I, I don't I don't know. El Chapo. El Chapo. It's <laughs> like a, a super Anglo way to say it. Well. El Chapo. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> German-Irish. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, what else did I do? So, yeah, I think I touched on the fact that the main story this time, I'm, I'm focusing on the railroad and the Minutemen, even though they're not necessarily a main plot point in the game, they are kind of permeated through the Commonwealth there. So I'm kind of aiming for to, to strengthen those two factions. With that being said, I am planning on destroying the crap out of the Brotherhood of Steel again. And the Institute this time, if that's even possible. I don't quite know the endings of those two. Um, so it should be interesting. This is, I'm going to this pretty blind. So far, I've stayed away from all the spoilers of the alternate endings besides the one that I already had. So, mm-hmm. I, 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 you know, I don't mind spoilers as far as quests or bobbleheads and that sort of thing. You know, I don't even consider them spoilers at this point because it's just impossible to avoid, you know, like what Radiant Quests or what. But as far as story goes... I don't have any idea of what those what those are going to be, what that's going to be like in this direction, and how that's going to play with some of the character interactions in the institute and out of it. So mm-hmm. I'm excited to do that. But that's pretty much what I've been doing. I've been you know exploring the wasteland, obviously, and trying to level up. I still feel incredibly weak, even at a level 20, which is weird to say. I focused a lot on non-combative perks this time through and i think maybe that's why i have that struggle i started out on like very hard and was like yeah we'll go down to hard and now i'm back down to normal (laughs) so yeah and plus i've been playing a lot of guild wars 2 this week so i I had to take a little bit of a break from fallout because it was just so much but yeah that's kind of what i've been doing the last two weeks just a lot of exploring and setting up the settlement um haven't been really pushing a lot of quests so what'd you do would you would you what, what have you been doing well, Christmas happened, um, and after Christmas, like the day after Christmas, there was a massive winter storm that hit the Southwest, um, Winter Storm Goliath, and it trapped me in my house for like two days. Winter Storm Goliath? Yeah. Is that like your they, name? It was a, no, it was a named storm. Oh, gosh. It was, it was such a serious snow that they named it, the, the weather service or whoever, whoever names hurricanes, yeah. named the snowfall. And its name was Goliath. And I had set myself a goal of, of beating the storyline while we were on hiatus. And so while I was trapped in my house by the snow, I basically just sat in my chair here and played Fallout for like <laughs> 36 solid hours or something. And I, I did beat the game. I, I went Minutemen. We'll, uh, we'll talk details on the spoiler cast. Cool. 
But I was still playing it, even after I beat the storyline. I was just playing a lot, doing some achievement cleanup and stuff. And I realized that I was not... I was no longer playing a game. I was living in a world. <laughs> and uh, I, I decided I needed to take a step back. I hadn't played anything <laughs> else but Fallout, and I had now begun to play it more than I was, I don't know, making lunch. And <laughs> I, I, was, I was, like, just dirty and, and hungry sitting in my chair playing Fallout. And so I decided to take a step back. And... Uh, <laughs> I played some other games. I played uh, Thomas Was Alone. I restarted GTA V. And, uh, so that's what I've been doing the last few days. But I do have a lot of stories from while I was playing Fallout earlier on. <laughs> I'm pretty close to getting the achievements for Fallout 4. I'm lacking the alternate ending achievements. There's uh, four different sets of ending achievements. And I'm trying to decide if I want to do... Um, like a separate character for each faction, just roll a separate character and play it, do a whole playthrough for those achievements. Or if I want to go like all weak sauce and just reload and save. <laughs> uh, so depends on if you uh, want a life or not, I guess that's a lot of work. It is a lot of work, but I think it would be really fun to do like a Dana Scully role play for my Institute character. A what? Dana Scully X-Files. Agent Scully. Are you not an X-Files watcher? I can't see your face. Oh, you, sorry. I thought you had my screen. No, yeah, I am shaking my move head. my little Skype icon oh. over, <laughs> and then I can see your face. Yeah, I, I am not a, uh X-Files aficionado. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, I think it would be fun. Um, so I'm thinking about doing that. Okay. Um, and I'm just lacking a few more achievements. I haven't been to Saugus Ironworks to what? It's the place where the forged are. Oh, y- y- yes, yes, I have been there. Yeah. Well, I've I've had a bunch of of different quests, radiant quests send me there over and over again. And I hate <laughs> yeah. that place. It's just, an awful place. I do too. Is that the place that has like the front parking lot mined? Um, no, I don't think so. I don't think it's mined. Okay, it's just mind. there's people setting you on fire all the time. <laughs> Everybody's got a flamethrower and just like bandoliers of Molotov cocktails that they just throw at you constantly. And you just walk through and, and your gun is on fire. Your hands are on fire. Just <laughs> on fire all the time. To, to quote Strong Bad, no two kids are not on fire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and when you get to the end, there's this like lava pit. <laughs> the forge, you mean? Yeah, it's it's molten... <laughs> Lava. lava pit. <laughs> yeah, they just happened to build a for- the forge on top of an active volcano. <laughs> yes. And there's a guy in there that's like the boss of Saugus, and he's wearing power armor. And everybody's setting you on fire, and this guy's wearing power armor, and it's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> and I try to sneak through there every time I have to go. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to pop a stealth boy. <laughs> This time. And they won't see me. This time they won't see me. And then I'm just invisible and on fire. <laughs> which is horrible. Which is worse because then I don't think you can see your pit boy. And yeah. I hate that place. I got, uh, real quick, I want to interrupt. I, I got to say, which by the way, you should interrupt me more when I'm doing my gameplay story so that way I don't feel horrible when I interrupt you and, on yours. But it's a comment about stealth boys. I can't tell you how many times I've popped a stealth boy and then 
shot the guy I was trying to sneak up on because I didn't realize he still had my gun out. Because <laughs> mm, I can't yeah. see it. So I was, yeah, sorry. <laughs> That's funny. I find that stealth boys are, are less effective in this game than previous titles, or maybe I'm just more derpy. I don't know. No, sneaking in general is very difficult in this one. Yeah. So. Anyway, sorry I can't the, remember the location. Don't don't be sorry. This sorry is, for the squeaky chair. Yeah. That'll be our next one. So, Judge Zeller. I don't remember the location. I think it was in elementary school. Have you seen Judge Zeller? Judge Zeller? No, I haven't. Okay. Um, this is spoilers for, like, a random thing that you find in the wasteland. Yeah, Radiant um, Quest here. <laughs> Radiant Quest. He's, um, okay, you go to this place. It was maybe from the railroad? Or no, it was Bunker Hill. The people at Bunker Hill. Okay. Sent me to to check out a uh, caravan supply line or something. And I find this place, and there's these raiders holed up here. And I'm fighting my way through the raiders. And I get up to the top floor, and uh, Judge Zeller is the guy that's up there. I kill him, whatever. And then I'm reading the terminals. And they are taking these caravaneers and torturing them mm. until they until they turn. Raider. Until they join up. I remember that. Yep. Yeah, and it's yes, and yeah. they say you know the diff the terminals have the different horrible things that they did to these people, and yep. I thought, oh my gosh, you know that's that's the wasteland. That's that's yeah. the kind of thing that would happen. You know, that's yep, you're right. That would totally happen. Yeah, something would happen. that was a very very demented quest. Uh, not yeah. even a quest. That wasn't even a quest. That was just a place you could go. That's not a spoiler. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, I don't know. I felt no, kind of spoiled. No. It's just a anyway, ism. It was really an amazing story to go through. It was it was cool. Yeah, that was it was pretty creepy. And so I found the Adam Cats. Finally. Wandered wandered into the Adam Cats Finally. garage. Do you feel at home now? Finally. I do. They are my people. I love <laughs> the Adam Cats. I love them so. And uh, I, I really enjoyed that. The first thing I, I did, I talked to the girl that talks to you first. She's the newest Adam cat. Mm -hmm. And uh, she's telling me, like, you know, hey, you know, talk to Zeke and all these people. And this is what they do. And then I find this holotape. I'm like, oh, a holotape. And I pop it in. And it's this, like, total beatnik poetry reading. <laughs> and he's like, the Myerlurk's eyes, look at me. And it's like, <laughs> he and I are the same. <laughs> Did everyone like, I was like oh, click? yes. I love this so much. And uh, they're these great greaser guys fixing up power armor. And uh, I, I did their quest line, and that was cool. Oh, and they I, Okay. Yeah, there's a few little quests. It's not a long quest line. Uh, but you can become an Adam Cat. And uh, <laughs> he gives you a special outfit. And... Uh, and then you're you're one of the Adam Cats, and you can get the the Adam Cat armor. And I have a set of of Adam Cat power armor with the flames on it now. Nice, it's very cool. So I I then uh, I was wearing my Adam Cat's jacket and a, a pompadour. I wore that for like the next thirty hours of gameplay. <laughs> Aren't you a female character? Yes, and I look super hot in my pompadour. I'm really curious. This you should screenshot that. <laughs> I did. did. I you? did. I yeah. It was in the tweet that that announced the episode. Oh, uh, I didn't see that. I didn't see that. I'll send. I'll send it to you later on in the chat after we're done. Okay. The show. Okay. 
So what else are you doing after the show? <laughs> just, just talk about that now. <laughs> so I'm telling um, my mom, actually, about the Adam Cats. I'm like, oh, you, these guys are so great. I love them. And I'm telling her about how they, they have this garage and they you know, tricking out power armor, painting flames on it. And, and then they have these poetry tapes. And she's like, so they're Cholo beatniks? <laughs> So yeah, the Cholo Beatniks are my people. That's awesome. I knew when I first found them that if you would ever, if you, when you got mm-hmm. there, you would, you would thoroughly enjoy them. Oh yes. I was very happy there. And uh, I totally understood why you thought that. Care to share uh, the most obvious thing you missed there? Yes. Okay. So I, was, I spent a lot of time in the Adam Katz garage, right? And uh then I was looking for bobbleheads. I was only missing a few. And I thought I'm just going to look them up. I looked up the last, I don't remember, maybe four bobbleheads. And one of them was, a spoiler for bobblehead location. Well, just, on the just, I was going to say, just like it, one of them was there. I took a selfie in front of it, guys. And? I took a selfie in front of this bobblehead and I didn't notice that it was there. <laughs> and uh, I felt super dumb. That super dumb. That planted inanimate object photobombed you. <laughs> mm-hmm, it did. Bubblehead photobombed me. That so was <laughs> that was bad audio timing. We both just took a drink of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving that dead air in there for the sake of a joke. Sorry guys. Sorry guys. <laughs> It's been a long time since we've done a podcast. A what? A podcast. What are we doing? Yeah. Yeah. So I've been hanging out with Preston Garvey lately because I'm trying to get all of the companion perks. Ah. And I haven't actually spent much time with Preston. Um, I I met him and, you know, he gives you the quests and I hid from him. (laughs) But then I thought, okay, I'm going to take Preston around now. And his voice actor is very wooden, Preston Garvey's voice actor. It's it's very, there's just no emotion there. He's just, he's so dull, such a, a dull fellow. And he's kind of a sissy, though, when it comes to feral ghouls. Because I've noticed this is the only time that he shows any emotion. I took him into an area that was heavily populated by feral ghouls. And he's like, General, it's ferals! Watch out, it's don't let him get behind you wow and he's just screaming about the ferals and uh at this point i'm like level i don't know high level like 57 or something and i'm just popping him with my 10 millimeter just one shot takes out a feral ghoul for me at this point and and preston is like losing his mind in the corner like general look out it's ferals so funny (laughs) You know, maybe there's, like, some backstory there, you know? Maybe his, like, parents were killed by ferals. You never know. I would like to find that out if it's so. I haven't gotten his quest yet, if if he has a quest. Yeah, I don't know Besides all the mini quests that he gives you. (laughs) Not that I don't get enough quests from Preston. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But, yeah, I haven't made his full, full friendship yet. Anyway. Yeah, I, I haven't used him at all. Um, have you gotten, like, I guess I better not talk about that. Yeah. Okay. Um. No, I haven't. (laughs) 
Well, I want to talk about it, but I don't want to spoil for anybody. Okay. Well, then we'll save that. Yeah. I don't, um, even, I don't even know what it. It's this one. We'll highlight it on the notes. Sure. But okay. Um, but yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about that in the spoiler cast. Yeah. I did this quest for the Brotherhood of Steel called Duty or Dishonor. They're missing some supplies. And I went to look for the supplies. It was really an interesting quest because it mm. starts out seeming like it's one thing and it just totally turns turns around on you. And Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's this story about these two Brotherhood of Steel people, Knight Lucia and uh I, I don't remember I don't think it was Scribe. Um Yeah, I don't I don't remember what his was, name is. He was but... a rank below knight, like initiate um Some Carlisle, point. maybe. I, I might be wrong. It started with a C. But it starts out as like a story about the friendship of these two people as they join the Brotherhood of Steel and rise through the ranks. And Knight Lucia is seemingly doing better than this other fellow. Mm -hmm. And then it ends up being super sad. Did you do this quest? I I did do this quest. And uh, yes, I did do this quest. Yeah. Well. And and yeah, it it was quite sad. Yeah, can can I talk about this one? Do you think we'll this? save the specifics for the spoiler okay. cast? Well, I feel like let's this, just say this is a very meaningful one. I, I feel yeah that um, I did the Brotherhood of Steel thing at the end of this quest. Me too. Yeah, and I, I do not feel sorry about it because right. The, yeah, the, yeah, you're you're absolutely right. I, I I don't feel sorry about it. I, I mean, I mean, it was still a sad outcome. Hmm. It was a really interesting story to me about how the pressure of combat can really get to you mm-hmm. and how some people handle it better than others. Because these two people, Lucia and uh, name begins with C, <laughs> <laughs> how they started out in the same place. They went through the same experiences, the same battles, and how she's just, you know, this shining star of the brotherhood, you know, this shining example of, of what a brotherhood soldier should be. And he's not. And that was really interesting. I got the ballistic weave. Yeah, I love was, the ballistic weave. Me too. I haven't been using love it. power armor really at all. Mm. I I haven't used power armor since I was like level 10. Maybe. Wow. Okay. Not one time. I, I put it on at, to take it back to my house. And I, I set it <laughs> on the roof of my gas station and then I jump off. And that's, that's it. Power armor has become a trophy to you. Yes. <laughs> and, uh. That's so like, it's I, like having like five Lamborghinis and not driving any of them. Exactly. <laughs> I just I collect also, Lambos. I don't really like having to take off and put on all those different pieces of armor, combat armor, leather armor. You know what I'm talking about? Like synth armor. I don't really, I change my clothes a lot in the game and uh, I don't it. like to have to put on all those armor pieces again. So I've been trying to find like good one piece armor suits. And I I was just wearing silver shroud for a long time. Mm -hmm. I wore the Minutemen generals outfit for a while, even though it was less armor than the silver shroud suit. But now that you have ballistic weave, you can armor most pieces of clothing and it's brilliant. And I love it so much. It is absolutely amazing. And the first thing that I armored was Agatha's dress, which is a a blue sparkly dress (laughs) that gives me plus three charisma. And I was just rolling around the wasteland in this dress, just mowing things down with my combat rifle. And it was my favorite thing. I just, ah, oh, fall out. <laughs> fall out. 
Yeah, the the only you know we we were talking about this a little bit before the show how that dress is the same armor rating I believe as the army fatigues when you use the ballistic. Absolutely. Um, considering and it's the, an off the shoulder short dress. Yeah, off the shoulder sans pants dress. So mm-hmm. somehow it uh, protects your mm-hmm. shins. <laughs> <laughs> it does, yeah. But like we were saying, there's a line Bethesda had to draw. <laughs> yeah, between realism and fun. And and they drew it on and the I right side. So much fun just playing in that dress and uh just watching my character in the vats when it cuts to your character, you know, sitting that death <laughs> shot. So good. Yeah. You can also armor a hat. And uh <laughs> not all hats, which is a, a drag, but you can armor I think the newsboy. And I armored a yellow trilby hat, and I've been rolling around in my Adam Katz jacket armored yeah. and the trilby hat. <laughs> <laughs> I feel so unstoppable with that hat. That just made so much of a difference. I'm just like so overpowered in that outfit. I can just, <laughs> I can just punch death claws and anything. Just ah, oh, it's brilliant. I love it. You'd make like a montage. I met Curie. You did. I did. Good job. All of our listeners have been sending us emails and tweets telling us we've got to find Curie. Yes. I have found her, and she's adorable. I she's have, very cute. I have yet to, to do that. I haven't spent enough time with her to unlock her quest or anything, but she's very adorable, so you should definitely meet Curie. Once cool. I get done with Nick, I will, <laughs> I will go find Curie. I was putting some decorations up in my little room in the back of the gas station. And I thought, I think, you know, I'm uh, I'm dating Paladin Dance now. He's my boyfriend. Okay. See, I'm cool with that now. <laughs> and I was like, okay, you know, Paladin Dance is my boyfriend. It's been months, you know. Um, I resolved the final story of, of you know, the, the son issue. And I'm ready, I think, to move on as my character. I'm going to leave my husband's wedding ring here in my room. And because uh, I guess I don't know, you said that you exchanged wedding rings with Kate, right? I, I that, yeah. That doesn't happen with Paladin Dance. He's got um, them. So I don't know if that's just Kate or if yeah. I well, I, I did I did uh, fall in love with Kate. Um, mm-hmm. So maybe it was that, or the fact that Paladin Dance has like big old honking metal hands. Well, well, I mean, because he of the has power normal armor. human hands underneath them, Rick. What? Well, <laughs> I know he's not like a Mr. Mr. Handy he's or not Proctor from... Ingram. He's... Proctor Ingram. No, I know that. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I'm just taking a guess. Maybe he can't slip it on because his hands are in the metal thing. And he has I don't to know, get but maybe he just doesn't want to marry me. Maybe, did you ever think of that? Uh, maybe, maybe he just maybe. Does, he's not interested in marriage. Maybe. Okay, which is fine. Okay, fine. Um, we're independent people. <laughs> we, don't need, we don't need to define our relationship. <laughs> so anyways back to the <laughs> point of the story i'm like i'm going to leave uh what's what's your husband's name in the game nate it bothers me that it's not nick uh because the the woman's name is nora if you play as a male the wife says nora so it should be like nick and nora you know but <sighs> it's nate so i thought i'm gonna leave nate's ring here and i thought i'm gonna put it on the dresser with uh these other mementos that I've got. Yeah. And I set it on the dresser and I had Piper as a companion at the time. And she says, you sure you want to leave that behind blue? Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Like in this very emotional way, she's like, blue, 
you sure you want to leave that behind? Wow. I yeah, didn't... so I picked I picked it back up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 you're right. Uh, I'll just... I, I had second thoughts after she said that. Huh, wow. Moral complications was... from an NPC. I thought it was interesting that they did that, that they, you know, coded in that, that she would have a comment yeah. if you dropped your husband's wedding ring. You know, that's... That's some detail there. That's thoughtfulness. That is Bethesda. That is why we love them. Have you been to Cambridge Polymer Labs? Maybe. I can't remember. So there are iBots floating around the Commonwealth, and they're like, we're looking for awesome workers at Cambridge Polymer Labs. Come Hmm. send your application today. Haven't seen them. Well, they do. And you can go to Cambridge Polymer Lab, and there's a robot there. And the robot is like, hey, you know, are you here for a job? Ah, yes. Been there. Done that. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. That is such a cool quest. I loved it so much. You get to go back into this lab and do science. And there are several ways you can resolve the quest line. But, oh, the chat room just spoiled my my story. (laughs) They said that's how they react if you drop something that's expensive. (laughs) I am so disappointed. Thanks, guys, for ruining my cool story. Well, I mean, you know, maybe Piper meant it in a in a emotional way and not a monetary one. I don't know. I don't know. But I, I feel very disillusioned now. <laughs> but anyways, at Cambridge Polymer Labs, there are a few ways to resolve that quest. You can do it with speech or, or super high computer skills. Or you can do some science, which is the most fun way to resolve this quest and how I did it. And if you do it that way, you get some some unique power armor. Very yes. Neat. Yeah, it is pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And I've been working on getting the companion perks. That's been pretty fun. And I just uh, wanted to give a shout-out to Sherry. Um who is one of our listeners, who recommended that I check out Covenant as yeah. a pre-built housing option where I can send my companions. So oh. I'm planning to do that. That's true. I didn't even think about that. That is really yeah. brilliant. Okay. So I'm going to check that out next time we play. Awesome. So yeah. You want to talk about our gameplay challenge? Yeah, you did a lot this week, and we have a lot to catch up on. I mean, we, and it, um, man, this is a bummer. We have to kind of rush through the lore. We're on a, we're on a time frame now because ESOTR is a different time slot. But uh, We've still got, we still got time. Yeah, I know. But, um, yeah, our gameplay challenge this week. Malden Middle School has a challenge course uh, with a, it's like, you know, a shooting gallery kind of thing. And they have a timer on there. So I forget what, uh, Shaleen, what'd you do it in? Uh, I think it was 22 seconds. Jeez. Okay. So, yeah, go to Malden Middle School. Um, make your way down to the inner workings of that dungeon i guess you could say yeah and uh, uh it's a very cool location yeah it's a very very interesting place um pretty unique so go down there find that course find the terminal take the challenge and screenshot your time or it didn't happen mm-hmm. um so yeah we're gonna move on from that and go into our power armor lore and i'm gonna have to move through this because there is a lot in and yeah okay all right so this this week we're gonna go uh, you know, talk about the power armor history and its origins and that sort of thing. So it was de- power armor in itself was developed by the West tech research facility and the only factions post-war um, 
excuse me, the, uh, today only factions with ties to the pre-war military have access to power armor, namely the Enclave and the Brotherhood of Steel. The Enclave has the technology to build new power armor, which we see a little bit, I think, in most of the Fallout games, especially in 4, but we'll get into the models later. Um, user must have training to be able to use power armor. We're assuming that the main character in Fallout 4 does have that sort of training, but if you remember in 3 and New Vegas, you had to get that training. The first successful combat armor was the T-45D. It ran on small energy cells, burned them out fast. Later versions had built-in micro-packs, which... We know this to break the lore. But, you know, it's fine. I don't think it really matters too, too much. Or, maybe these were the pre-built-in micro-fusion pack power armors. I don't know. It's kind of muddled. Nobody's really kind of had a definitive say on, on that sort of thing. The T-51B was the most advanced power armor, powered by a back-mounted TX-28 microfusion, which generates about 60,000 watts of power. Again, we know the T-51B does not have that in Fallout 4. The suit carries enough power to last 100 years. The lightweight armor is made of a polylaminate composite, which can also absorb over 2,500 joules of kinetic impact. For anyone out there who knows sciencey things, that means a lot to you, I suppose. The 10 micron silver ablative coating reflects lasers and radiation. The eye slit is made of a bulletproof glass, and the armor includes a waste recycling system, which I found very, very interesting that you could do your business in the, in the, uh, suit and your pee was converted into <laughs> drinkable liquid, which is like a la Waterworld. Which makes sense if it's like a tank, you know? Oh, yeah. I believe that uh, Halo's armor is the same way. Gosh, I didn't even think about that. You play they Master you Chief so much, you never even think about like if yeah. you got like a butt flash. Master Chief has a catheter attached. <laughs> anyway, moving on. The history of the power armor. In 2065, the need for mobility among the U.S. Army mechanized cavalry leads to a man-based tank, which makes logical sense, actually. We all think of mechs. Power armor. In 2065 through 2067, prototypes that didn't that don't work pave the way for advances in robotics, nuclear fusion, and technology before the Great War. In the summer of 2066, the first nuclear microfusion cell was created, a civilian spin-off of the Power Armor Project, uh, used for consumer goods, including robots and automobiles. Helps with the energy shortage, but by this time we all know it's too late. And if the technology had more time to spread, it probably would have solved the energy crisis and the war wouldn't have escalated the way it did, uh, which would have been, you know, no fallout as we know it. So thank goodness for the war. In 2067, the first suit of T-45D was developed on the Ala- – was deployed, sorry, on the Alaskan war front. Not as, not as mobile as later suits but very effective as we know. It was a very uh, – it was a key point in the – um, taking back of Anchorage, the wearer mm-hmm. can take out a whole town without taking a ton of damage. The Chinese rushed to du- the Chinese rushed to duplicate said armor, which they never did. In 2074, despite U.S. claims that they were only seeking to reclaim Alaska, divisions of power armored soldiers invade China. This is a drain of reclaim. What did I say? I thought you highlighted. Pardon? Sorry, never mind. No. Divisions of power armored soldiers invade China. This is a drain of resources and division of supply lines, which kind of screwed things up for them. In June 2076, the T-51B armor was completed, and they sent uh, they sent it over to China, to the American military, with the U.S. soldiers and the stalemate carving through the Chinese. Chinese supply lines began to break down because of this. In January 22, 
2077, power armor was first used domestically. The U.S. Army deployed units for crowd control and quarantine enforcement as food shortages and disease racked the country. Many civilians were, are killed by men who enlist to fight in China and on the Anchorage front line. Many soldiers desert because of this. So, you know, uh, many of the recaptured deserters become the first FEV test subjects at Mariposa. So you can kind of see how it all kind of circles back in on itself as things go downhill. Jump forward to 2198. Enclave scientists make the first new power armor variant since before the war. None are, these are actually the, wait, what was I going to say? None are better, some are worse. I forget what I meant by that. Oh, that plays into some of the model aspects, but we'll get into that next episode. In 2215, per presidential Per presidential instruction, the Enclave begins to work on the armor that will exceed the T-51B. October 2220, Enclave develops advanced power armor. The many casualties involved in its creation are classified by President Richardson to to protect Enclave morale. Which we all know those guys to be jerks anyway. In 2242, the Tesla armor was deployed. Worse in some ways, but makes energy weapons use easier, and it's rare due to the... Man, it's rare due to the de- destruction of Navarro. I am just getting tongue to- tongue <laughs> tied. Words are hard. Enunciate, speak. It's like I haven't been doing this all my life. Speaking, um, we kind of breeze through that for you know a few reasons, but also that's just a basic overview of the power armor. I feel like I rushed through that. Dang, but there's really not much to comment because it's history and it's kind of. That it is what it is. Next episode, we're going to go over and spend a lot more time talking about the models and also which ones are in Fallout 4 and the things that you can do with them. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I kind of had to get through that just to get that over with. But, yeah, next episode is going to be getting into the meat of Power Armor as far as the playable game is concerned. But, uh, yeah, so we're going to jump right into an email that we have. So go ahead, Shaleen. Sure. Hello and Happy New Year, Fallout OTR. I'm a short-time listener since I started listening only two weeks before Fallout 4 came out, but I have been in love with the show ever since. I appreciate all the time and effort you guys put in to give us all the latest news about the game, as well as the countless hours of actually playing the game to share your experiences with us. I'm glad you appreciate such a sacrifice for us to spend all these hours playing Fallout. Yeah. So hard for us to do. Yeah. I do have some questions for you guys. Which settlement is your favorite to build on? Did you know you could customize your companion's looks like changing their haircut? What? I didn't know that. (laughs) I didn't know that either. How do you do that? I have no idea. Somebody tell me how to change their haircuts. It took me forever to figure out that I could, like, get my face changed. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And finally, did you know there's a legit way you could side with all three factions in the end? Those being Minutemen, Brotherhood, and Railroad? Thank you for being my favorite podcast ever about my favorite game ever. Keep doing what you're doing, and thank you again. Sincerely, Jedi James. P.S. You guys need to find Kiri. She's the cutest companion ever. Here's a hint. Finding her is at the end of a quest involving a vault. Um, So, where do you want to start with this? What's your favorite settlement? I would probably have to say... Jeez, man, I don't even know. Probably, probably the island, even though I spent the least amount of time there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually haven't done still much settlement building. That's on my list of things that I want to do now that I've beat the main game. Man. I'm still living in my garbage gas station, <laughs> surrounded by garbage. 
That's funny. Yeah, it's it's just I live in a hovel in the gas station. I've made the back room into kind of my room and just yeah, it's it's horrible there. <laughs> I think I'm going to build my main big settlement that I'm going to go for the achievement with at the castle uh, for spoiler reasons. Um Okay. Yeah. So Makes I sense. think I'm going to use the castle for that. Very, and, de- uh, very defensible. I also really like uh, Sanctuary, actually. I know that's kind of an obvious choice, but yeah. I like the, the connection that you have to it. Sanctuary would probably be my second favorite as well, just because that's where my mm. home is pre-war. Yeah. And in my mind, the character still can't let go of his family in that aspect, so Sanctuary yeah. was gonna be his, is going to be his home base. Very cool. I uh, I did not know you could customize your companions. That's really yeah, cool. I, I had no idea. The the, the uh, chat room is saying that just going to a barber. But how do you change your companion at the barber? Probably do you like them order the them to sit in the chair. That's what I'm guessing. I'm not quite sure. I'm gonna see if I can like I don't know get do in the chair. You know that uh, Megaton hair? Have you found the magazine for the Megaton hair? <laughs> yes. I'm just gonna put that on somebody. <laughs> It is absolutely hilarious. So good. Yeah. And uh, that she's, uh, or he, I'm sorry. That's James <laughs> was the name. I apologize, James, for saying she. Um, there's a way to side with Minutemen, Brotherhood, and Railroad. That's kind of what I accidentally did. Okay. Now. Yeah, because I'm still friends with all of those people. Okay. Well, yeah, I have heard that. Um, a friend of mine also proposed a fifth ending. Um, or whatever, where he just got, he got the main quest up to the decision uh, to, to quote a book. He got up to the decision point and, uh, stopped. <laughs> so he's like, everyone's happy. <laughs> so That's he just kind of left everything hanging and he's kind of, I thought this was going to go a different direction. I thought he was going to take them all out. No, no, he just got he got everything up to like the breaking point and then stopped. Um he, I think he's kind of hoping that the DLC will like uh play on that somehow. <laughs> mm-hmm. I I don't think he has a lot of hope, but but yeah, he he kind of did that sort of ending. Um I did know that there is a way you could do that, but that being said, I do yeah. not believe there is an ending that makes everyone happy i think the whole point actually of this... rick that everybody's pretty happy w- okay fine but uh in my game everybody's pleased with how how it turned out just because y- your ending did not end that way <clears throat> anyway <clears throat> to remind me of an awful awful ending thank you yeah all of the people in all of those factions that are still alive huh. they love me and they're they're fine they're totally fine with how things worked out Okay. Well, they I mean, say I, I'll I'll go and talk to them, and they'll just be like, "I just wish I could have been there by your side." That's funny. I'm sure the I'm sure the railroad is thinking that. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, actually Desdemona that I was quoting there. Well, see, I there really you go. wish I could have been by your side. <laughs> well, if you weren't such a wuss, you could have been. That's what I would have said. Because that's the thing about the railroad—they're a little standoffish. Uh, see, I feel like the railroad, like, they mean well. They really do. Mm-hmm. I, I like their intent. But they're kind of like like terrorists to me. Like, um, 
They're like those people that like to protect the environment. They'll kill people. You know what I mean? You, like, yeah, I do. I do know what you mean. And and you're right. Um, I suppose it's like, ju- yeah, yeah. You know, it's great what they're doing, but I feel like, yeah, they're, yeah they can tone it back a little. Well, right. And the whole, I mean, everyone kind of figured out eventually that no matter who you side with, there's downsides to everything, some more mm-hmm. than others, but there's never, it's never like, you know, an ending where you're like, ah, and birds chirp and you can sit on the beach and sip pina coladas, you know, while everyone's happy mm-hmm. and skipping and playing beach ball with the Raiders. You know, it's not, Fallout's never that way. All of the endings are, are actually somewhat dark yeah. in, in their ending. So that only makes sense, but yeah. Any other thoughts on that? No, I'm good. Okay. So we want to ask you, dear listeners and viewers, about possibly moving the time of the show. Now, the reason is because Elder Scrolls Off the Record, which is our, uh, which is like kind of, I guess you could say like the, the show that started it all with this channel, excuse me, is going on at nine o'clock Eastern Standard Time on YouTube, which is about a half an hour from now. So you know, we have a lot of cool stuff planned out and we weren't expecting them to, to move their show then. Um, sorry, Gwyneth Stout, not Pina Coladas. Yes, you are right. Um, <clears throat> we weren't expecting them to move their show, which is, fun, you know, it's cool and all, but that makes us, you know, a little worried about cutting it a little close as far as time. So if we wanted to kind of reach out to you all and ask you guys, if you think moving the show to seven o'clock Eastern Standard Time here at YouTube would be good for everyone, even better for everyone. Um, we were just kind of wanting to get your thoughts. So that way we have a little bit more time and we can implement, you know, segments that we want to bring back, like, you know, Fallout IRL and Fallout Recommends and some interviews and stuff like that with some people that we really enjoy. So we were, you know, and that would eat into our hour and take away our gameplay segments and take away our news. And I know that a lot of people yeah. love those segments. and We, we want to add some, some fun content and... Uh, <clears throat> That's going to really push our time out a little farther. And, mm-hmm. uh, and, and yeah, can... go ahead. Sorry. If we're going to be able to do that, then this would be very helpful, I think. Right. And we want to try to keep the show about an hour or somewhere around there because we feel like that's a good listening time, you know, for everyone to, to enjoy. That's a commute to and from work um, or some people do the commute to work. So, you know, in the chat room, people are pretty positive about it. But those of you listening on iTunes, you know, email us. Yeah. Uh, you can. Well, e- it won't matter to them, Rick. It matters oh, to people in chat room. That's true. That's actually true. iTunes people can listen to it whenever they want. Yeah, screw those guys. No, I'm kidding. I'm severely kidding. But if you are someone who occasionally drops by our chat room, please send us some feedback. Where can they send that feedback, Rick? Well, you can email us at falloutotr at gmail.com. You can let us know what you... Uh, what you think there and leave us some comments and questions and that sort of thing. You can also tweet at the show on Twitter, just to clarify at fallout OTR. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. You can also tweet at me at Rick McVick and you can tweet at Shaleen at Shaleen L, um, on, on the tweets. And that's S H A L I N E for those of you who keep spelling it with a C. Love you guys. Yeah. Um, like this video and subscribe to our YouTube channel. We are watching our numbers go up on that. And it's really cool to see. Um, I forget where we're at at the moment, but you can also find our show on iTunes and Stitcher. Please leave us a review on iTunes and or Stitcher. We have a few five-star reviewer shout outs, which is Halle baby, Callie McGavin and Carl Y. Uh, so thank you guys for your five-star reviews. They mean so much. We record live Fridays at seven thirty PM Eastern standard 
maybe to change. YouTube.com slash Quest Gaming Network slash live. Um, you can check out other great QGN shows streaming live on YouTube and Twitch. Do we have any on Twitch anymore? I think Dancing with Daggers is still on Twitch. Okay. So YouTube and Twitch, which is Twitch's twitch.com slash Quest Gaming Network, I believe. Um, Elder Scrolls off the record. Classic Elder Scrolls. Dragon Age off the record. Warcraft off the record. Dancing with Daggers, which comes on later tonight. And they are recording uh, an episode of Classic Elder Scrolls on the channel after we're done here at, at uh, 9 o'clock. So please stay tuned for that. Uh, thanks for listening. Also, I do want to say, and this is a bit of self-plugging, if that's okay, Shaleen. Is that okay with you? Carry on. Okay. So... Um, I released a, a single as far as music is concerned. So if you're curious to see what I do beyond Fallout off the record and beyond Fallout in general, um, go to the Googles and type in um, uh, what's what's I can't even remember the URL, but just, just Google you know Rick Big Vic Bandcamp and the first and the first thing will show up. I released a single called Fear Beat um, from my upcoming album. So that's just a little bit of a shameless self plug. Actually, I feel a little shameful, but anyway, yeah. So you know, thanks for listening, guys. And Shaleen, what's our last word? Paladin Dance loved that. <laughs> this is the power armor. I, I, <laughs> uh, that's why you were never going anywhere. Thanks for listening, everyone. <laughs>